PTSD has had many names throughout the years. Many. Um, it really did start, you know, people really did start to discover PTSD after World War One, World War Two, and they gave it names like shell shock or combat fatigue, where soldiers um, started acting irrational, you know, after the war, soldiers were not the same, they started really acting different, you know, and people couldn't really understand what was going on and so psychologists decided to study them and you know to find out what exactly was going on and then it was discovered that they had post-traumatic stress disorder which is not you know news because they were soldiers and they, they were at war they had to kill people you know so they, they must have seen really 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 traumatic things experienced traumatic things most of them came back limbless you know um alcohol addicts uh, substance abusers and they, did, they didn't come back the same as they went to um the war so it, it kind of makes sense that they were struggling with a, a traumatic um event so i really want to talk about post-traumatic stress disorder because um i'm in nigeria so um rape happens everywhere in the world i know this it also happens it happens with heterosexuals it happens with homosexuals you know and rape is not really gender-based and it's not um let me say it's not sexuality it's not sexually based like um it it doesn't matter if you're gay or straight or asexual or bisexual or like transgender or it it doesn't care what spectrum you're on doesn't care if you identify yourself as they them you know especially if um biologically or according to society you're a woman you know um, I say that because we have trans women who, um, you know, society always tries to make them feel like, oh, you're not a woman, blah, 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 blah. But, I mean, nobody should be able to tell you that. That's honest to God. But um, what am I trying to say? I'm trying to say that rape is a traumatic event. And most people don't see it like that. Everybody tries to say, oh, um, rape is not traumatic or it's just something that happens. You know, it, only women... I would say this really 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 understand how it feels like to be uh should i say ripped now men do get ripped don't get me wrong by other men sometimes by women sometimes and you know not not a lot compared to um how much men rape women and how much men rape men so um we women i say uh really the ones who can really understand you know how how it feels like to be raped even even if you haven't been raped before you just know that you don't want somebody to have that thing over you you know have that power over you and yeah rape is really not about the sex it's really like just like a power play you know it just wants you to feel like you're worthless and like you're 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 shameless or you know like you're shameful rather or you don't you 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 don't deserve anything and then they take away your power by you know submitting making you submit sexually you know that's really what rape is it's a power play more than it is uh, a thing that men do you know and sometimes it's just because they have fucking pedophiles and yeah but that that that, that's one thing i i i feel like that that is why i'm talking about this topic today post-traumatic stress disorder because to any woman out there or to any man you know that has been sexually abused physically abused 
emotionally abused financially abused verbally abused by your partner your father your brother your uncles whoever your aunts whoever it is that you 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 know this person has like a sense of power over you and they've made you feel small and you just sometimes you get like flashbacks or you get nightmares about it or you behave irrational sometimes you just find that you're angry or you can't sleep sometimes you just you you feel something and you you feel like a dark cloud is just hanging over you and some some days you feel powerless and you just wonder like oh my god what is wrong with me i'm not normal i shouldn't be thinking like this it happened a long time ago i'm a big girl now i'm a big boy now you know i should be able to handle these things i'm here to tell you that it is possible that you are dealing with post-traumatic stress disorder now you also need to remember that it is not your fault it is not your fault please don't ever forget that it is not your fault so as i was saying it is possible that you're dealing with post-traumatic stress disorder ptsd you know because rape is a traumatic event any form of abuse is a traumatic event and the truth about trauma is that nobody can or should be able to gauge your trauma i mean nobody should be able to tell you oh uh uh should not just slap person give you like um, I thought it was just a slap that somebody gave you. Why are you getting all touchy about it? Can't you be a man? Or uh, is it not just ordinary sex? Why are you acting like it was something more? It is your trauma. I, I feel like this is something that you don't get to hear often as somebody who has gone through trauma is that some people try to tell you um, it's something little, just take heart or you know you can move past it or whatever. It is your pain. It is your trauma. It is your experience. It happened to you. And no matter how small you think it is, no matter how small you think other people think it is, it, it is your pain. It is your trauma. So, however it comes at you, at you, you have to deal with it. So, please don't forget, it is your trauma. Don't let anybody try to minimize what you are feeling. So, that being said, I just want to, you know, talk talk about the the signs and symptoms of a post-traumatic stress disorder, you know. And, okay, I should also say this. PTSD can also happen to you indirectly. You know, let me explain that. Now, sometimes, most times really, post-traumatic stress disorder happens, you know, when you experience trauma directly. I mean, let's say that you were in the war, you were shot before, you survived it, you know, you are a um, born survivor, you are a rape survivor, you know, something traumatic, you know, and you survived it. Now, that is PTSD that everybody knows. Now, PTSD that happens indirectly is the kind that um, happens to first responders, police officers. For example, if a police officer has been exposed to a case of child abuse so, so many times, let's say he's trying to catch this serial rapist and he just couldn't and then this rapist is just brutalizing this woman and he's seeing pictures, seeing evidence and he's not being able to, you know, catch the person or just something really really bad that he has seen you know yes rape did not happen to the police officer in this example but he's been exposed to the information of it or how you you or anybody um how somebody just loses a parent a partner and just the thought of how they died just starts to give you anxiety yeah so that's how post-traumatic stress disorder can happen indirectly 
now let's jump right into the signs and symptoms that um, one would have if dealing with post-traumatic stress disorder I'd like to start with the um, common symptoms the ones that you would often hear and um, the number one thing is intense feelings of distress when reminded of a tragic event so just intense you know just getting stressed when you just remember what happened you know like you just start to get stressed or extreme physical reactions to reminder of trauma such as like nausea your heart just starts pounding you're sweating profusely these are like physical reactions to your brain remembering what what has happened or you seen something that is similar to what happened to you and then your body just starts to react you know invasive upsetting memories of tragedy and your you know the memories just come flooding back in things that you you thought that you you have forgotten things that you have removed from your mind just something just clicks and then you just remember so it it, it, it invades your mind i'm going to give you an example myself um i lost my dad when i was i think 11 years old i'm not quite sure 11 or 12 and i remember him one of the last memories i have of him really is this milk that he used to take skimmed milk it's called marvel and the other day i was at the supermarket and i saw the milk of because i'm trying to lose weight so i was looking into um skimmed milks and all the, all the works so i saw the milk i really didn't know i had any emotions attached to the milk but immediately i saw the milk these emotions just kept flooding back in and you know i just I really, I started sweating. My heart was pounding. I, I just started remembering things that I felt like I already forgot. I got flashbacks, and oh man, it was crazy. So yeah, that's what I mean by invasive, upsetting memories of tragedy. You know, flashbacks. It, it feels like you're just remembering, remembering, but it comes like in pictures. You know, pa pa pa, really fast like that. Nightmares, nightmares. If you, if most people dealing with PTSD have nightmares, and then it feels like they are there again. It feels like you are back where you were, back at the event. It feels like it's happening again. You know, it just feels like it doesn't really feel like a dream. You know, it just feels like oh my god, it's happening again. It's happening again. And then loss of interest in daily activities because you're. You're, you're so upset that you don't want to get up you don't want to do nothing you just want to lie there and relax not really relax just take a breather you just lose you know sense of daily activities you don't want to do active living nothing difficulty remembering important aspects of a tragic event this is this is another common um symptom that one would experience when dealing with ptsd you just find that you cannot remember you you really it's crazy because you just sit down and you're trying to imagine it and you're saying oh okay i can't remember what happened i just know that i was there next minute it blacked out i blacked out i remember bits of it i don't remember it fully you know you don't you don't really remember what happened now this is not your fault it is your brain's way of trying to protect you. You know, sometimes your brain leaves, it, it tries to suppress memories, it blocks things out. So please don't blame yourself. And then 
people people that are dealing with PTSD might start to avoid certain activities, feelings or thoughts or places that remind you of tragedy. You know when you just like you don't want to go to the supermarket because maybe that was where you were abused or being in the supermarket is traumatic for you or you don't want to go to a certain hospital you don't want to ever go to hospitals because you remember what happened in the hospital so you try to avoid ever being there you know so this is also a sign of ptsd feeling emotionally numb and detached from other people yes this is another common symptom because you don't want to get attached because you feel like you have a problem. You're not normal. Uh, your life is not the same anymore. You you get hysterical, you know. You don't want people to notice that you're not doing well. So you start to avoid people altogether. You don't want to have feelings or emotions because you feel like you're dealing with something so big that nobody will understand you even if you tried to explain. This is a symptom of PTSD. Now, PTSD symptoms will... will will generally start with anxiety this is a first struggle anybody who has ptsd always it always starts with anxiety because anxiety is kind of more like a physical thing that you're it's not just something that happens in your mind you know when you're anxious it's also something that can affect you physically so um people with ptsd would generally first start to show symptoms of anxiety yeah the first signs represent anxiety it kind of comes like that and the symptoms need to need to persist for at least a month before you can say that oh okay i feel like maybe i do have like post-traumatic stress disorder now do please remember it has to you know be at least a month highest maybe three months if you are experiencing all the symptoms i mentioned or i roughly mentioned um you know more than a month two months three months then you really need to you know get help and at the end of my um of this conversation i will put it there where where you can get help from you know so let's just get past let's just get through the whole thing and you know let's let's continue now i did give you common symptoms of uh, post-traumatic stress disorder but i really want to go in depth here because i don't want you you know because uh, most people most people say things like when they are sad like oh i'm depressed and really it's not depression it's just that they are sad you know and, and um there's always like, i don't really want to say people use men mental health issues like it now sounds cool some people say oh my god i have ocd or oh my god i feel like i'm depressed or i have anxiety you know so i really don't want you to just start saying these things to yourself so i'm going to go in depth here so i'm going to talk about diagnostic symptoms right so diagnostic symptoms like these symptoms when you have them if you have them and um if you have one from the the list i'm gonna make or two or three or like five in total then okay you can say okay i think i am post-traumatic stress but please do not diagnose yourself try to get help seek people you know that really like a psychiatrist a psychology a clinical psychologist an occupational therapist um occupational therapists don't diagnose but so see uh a psychologist you know so that you can really be sure that this is what is happening to you do you understand now let me talk about the diagnostic symptoms right so the according to dsm-5 um there are five clusters of diagnosis symptoms of ptsd now you have to have one or more symptoms right from each cluster 
to be diagnosed. So if I say one, if if there are five clusters, you need one from each or two from each to be diagnosed with PTSD. So um, I'm just going to jump right in. The first one is called stressor. It's called a stressor. And when I see my clients, I always ask them, do you know your stressor? What is your stressor? You know, what happened? Stressor is really just what happened, you know? What was the direct exposure to trauma? Witnessing a trauma? Are you a first responder, a police, a medic, a crisis counselor, a firefighter? Are you learning that someone close to you experienced trauma? These are signs. These are, these are the, this is what I mean when I say stressor. I'm going to say that again direct exposure to trauma witnessing a trauma if you're a first responder a police a medic a crisis counselor or a firefighter learning that someone close to you experienced trauma now to be diagnosed with ptsd in this cluster this cluster called um stressor you only need one the requirement for this is one i mentioned four things so you only really need one you only need to have been directly exposed to trauma you only you, you only or maybe witnessing a trauma or maybe a first responder or maybe the only that someone close to you experienced trauma so you only need one to 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 check this box of okay you have a stressor now i'm going to go into the next cluster which is called intrusion symptoms right intrusion symptoms Okay, now, how do you know that you are having intrusion symptoms? I'm going to give you a list here. Please listen. Flashbacks, nightmares, distressing and intense memories, distress of physical reactions after being exposed to reminders, triggers. Now, this is, I'm just going to rush through this, but I'm going to explain it at the same time. So, please listen. Um, Intrusion symptoms you're not expecting it that's why it's called an intrusion it's not something that you want or something that you're expecting or something that you welcome it just kind of takes over your mind so like a nightmare you know you're sleeping and then you have these dreams flashbacks you know or distress physical reactions after exposed to what i like to call triggers sometimes let's let's again let me use an example of rape let's imagine that somebody was raped and this person who raped her had had a perfume on you know had some kind of let's let's use um sweet like had a sweet um perfume on something that smelled sweet you know something really really sweet and then this person after trying to get her life together goes to the mall and then just right there in the mall just smells that same perfume or something similar to that perfume now that is a trigger because the person has a memory attached to the perfume that of the trauma that has happened to them so when they smell the perfume again it kind of reactivates that part that they try to keep dead buried so that is what that's what i mean by a trigger so this is this is this is what I mean when I say intrusion symptoms, flashback, nightmares, triggers, distressing and intense memories. This is what I mean again when I say intrusion symptoms. And you only need one from this cluster. So you need one from the stressor cluster. You need one from the intrusion symptom cluster. And we have five clusters. Don't forget. The third one is unpleasant changes to mood or thoughts. Maybe just chilling with your friends and all of a sudden, boom, your mood changes. Huh? Just like that. And you feel like, oh my God, and your friends are getting tired of you. They're like, oh my God, this is getting boring, blah, blah, blah. Maybe they don't want to hang out with you anymore. Well, 
those are not your friends i need to say that but still you need to understand what might be going on with you so i'm gonna say make tell you a list of things that fall under this cluster of pleasant changes to mood or thoughts number one is blaming yourself or others for trauma decreased interest in things that were once enjoyable negative feelings about self and the world inability to remember trauma clearly difficulty in feeling positive and feelings of isolation i'm going to say that again unpleasant change to mood or thoughts this is the third cluster now what are the things that happen in this cluster number one do you find yourself blaming yourself for your trauma or others decreased interest in things that were once enjoyed maybe you are a guy you know that likes to polish your nails and um somebody traumatize you because of something that you like doing and now you don't want to do it anymore you don't care about it um this could be a sign a symptom rather negative feelings about yourself and the world where you just tell yourself and like i'm nothing i don't matter nobody loves me i'm not worth it da, 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 you know inability to remember your trauma clearly this this is a uh, something that falls on unpleasant changes to mood or thoughts and then feelings of isolation difficulty in feeling positive now under this cluster you need two of these things i have listed is it that you're blaming yourself or others for trauma or you're feeling you have difficulty with feeling positive are you following me so under this cluster called unpleasant changes to mood or thoughts you need to you need to check at least two of the things i have listed now let's go to the fourth one avoidance now avoidance is something that even people without ptsd do you just tell yourself i don't want to have to confront this person so i'm just going to stay clear of their part you know so people with ptsd do the same you know so avoid this this cluster is called avoidance i'm going to give you a list of things that are under avoidance number one avoiding external reminders of what happened again like i made mention of the mall you know going to the mall my my uh might be something traumatic or going to the hospital might be something traumatic for you so you just all together avoid ever you don't want to go there you don't want to be there you don't want to smell it you don't want to see it you know this could be a sign or a symptom a symptom that you are dealing with post-traumatic stress disorder number two avoiding trauma related thoughts emotions you know, you don't want to ever think about it. Most people never want to think about it. They don't want to unbox their feelings. They just want to box it, box it up and trade away somewhere deep, deep, deep inside their mind. And sometimes because it's so hard to try not to remember something that sometimes dominates your thoughts. People um, turn to drugs, cocaine, heroin, alcohol, you know. Uh, these are ways that people try to avoid or people use rather to avoid trauma now in this cluster called avoidance you only need to check one box now is either you are using drugs uh, substance abuse to avoid um, related thoughts or emotion that is relating to your trauma or you are just avoiding external reminders of what had happened now the fifth and the last one is what i call changes in reactivity changes in reactivity this is the fifth cluster now in this cluster i'm going to give you a list of things that could happen under this changes in reactivity now aggression or irritability do you just find yourself 
irritated by little things that you you so after like the irritation you just ask yourself oh my god why was i so irritated i don't understand it difficulty sleeping difficulty staying asleep engaging in this destructive or risky behavior you're always startled you know maybe somebody makes a bang noise and you're just you shake and because you were not expecting it your difficulty concentrating hyper vigilance hyper awareness you know how um because maybe somebody broke into your house and stole all your money and then all of a sudden you you can't sleep anymore you sleep with the lights on you uh you sleep with the knife under your pillow any rattling you hear you jump out of your bed you know yes this is signs or a symptom that you might be dealing with post traumatic stress disorder and on this this cluster is called changes in reactivity and to check this cluster now to be sure you need to you need to from here from this cluster so is it that you are hyper vigilant and hyper aware or you have difficulty concentrating or you are you have difficulty in sleeping so you need to check at least two boxes here you know in changes of reactivity under this cluster now how do you know sometimes we don't have ptsd but people that we love people that we let, let's say your partner your husband your boyfriend your girlfriend um your mother your father you know somebody that you hope dear to your heart your best friend for example um is going through something and you just quite can't understand what it is you can't place your finger on it you just every time you ask them you're like oh, they, they just can't find the right words so it kind of feels that you don't understand what they are saying now i'm going to give you just a short list of how people describe their ptsd so that you can know if you hear maybe three of the things i'm about to mention now it is possible that your friend or your lover whoever it is is or might be dealing with ptsd and if you can you should get them help so i'm just gonna jump right in number one they say things like i can't get it out of my head number two i keep having panic attacks number three it feels like it happens over and over again number four i feel numb Number five, my life isn't normal anymore. Number six, I can't remember what happened. And number seven, I keep having nightmares. So they'll say things like this to you like, oh, I I don't know what's wrong. I just feel so numb. I can't remember what happened. Uh, I keep having nightmares again, flashbacks. Uh, I feel weird. My life isn't the same anymore. I'm not normal. You know, these are things that you would you would hear if your friend or whoever it is you want dear to your heart is dealing with ptsd and if you can't get them help please make sure that you do so now i'm going to um roughly just talk about signs because i said i was going to talk about signs and symptoms and i'm just going to roughly talk about signs of ptsd now a panic or re-experiencing trauma this one is called flashback and panic flashback and panic this is a sign so what do you, what what does your body really do when it is flashback when it, when you are having flashbacks or you are panicking well um physical sensations your muscles start freezing you start sweating profusely your your heartbeat is racing some some people start to yell or run or just because 
it feels like again i think i've mentioned this before it just kind of feels like it's happening again i'm back there so some people try to run out of where they are it's a physical reaction to what's going on in their mind so they start they start to hear yell they had so they act hysterical and people say oh my god that guy's crazy no he's not crazy or she's not crazy he's just going through something so they run out of the place they where they start to shout you know, they start to maybe jerk their bodies back and forth, anything. It, uh, their heart starts beating, they start to sweat. Yeah. This is signs of a flashback and panic from trauma. Another sign I have is trauma avoidance sign. Again, I mentioned this before, but let me say again, trauma avoidance signs, you know, when they start to avoid the topics that are related to their traumatic experience or they just start to avoid the places, events, maybe um, they were abused at a wedding or they lost a loved one at a wedding. They never want to go to a wedding ever again. Christmas is no longer memorable because maybe something something really, really traumatic happened during Christmas. They don't want to see Father Christmas. They don't want to see no red lights, no, no, nobody wearing nothing. They don't they're not they don't feel so in a celebratory mood because Christmas is not a good event for them. So this is what it means. This is this is this is what I call a trauma avoidance sign. And one I just wanted to add this one. I almost forgot, so I'm I'm just going to add it. Um we have what I like to call dissociative symptoms. You know, dissociative symptoms. I, I forgot to mention that in the symptoms, so Dissociative symptoms are really just like derealization or like sensations of depersonalization. Example of sensation of depersonalization is they they kind of feel like their body no longer belongs to them. So it feels like an out of body experience. Like they feel these things going on, but it's just something that you can't or they can't control. It just feels like you are your body no longer belongs to you like somebody else something else now dominates your body that's what i call that's what that what that's what um sensations of depersonalization means now the realization when you are just detached from the world detached from emotions you don't want to know what's going on from the world you just want to be in your bed in your room you don't want to see your friends none of that and then um general emotional detachment and social alienation where you alienate yourself you don't want to see nobody you know just emotional detachment you don't want to be friends you you have some people who have emotional detachment funny enough are in relationships and they have friends but they don't get emotional if you know what i mean Uh, i'll talk about it in maybe maybe in one of my other podcast um topics but not now i don't want to get into that now because emotional detachment is a topic on its own trust me and then hyperarousal i think i mentioned that before insomnia irritability um status responses screaming you know just uh, status responses really does happen when they do not experience they don't expect it like for example when maybe they are sleeping and somebody just starts to scream so it startles them and maybe 
for people without PTSD, maybe you just roll over or ah, who is making that noise and then you continue to sleep. For people with PTSD, it does much more because that screaming, maybe for a soldier in the war and then maybe there's an earthquake and uh, a mini earthquake, maybe something really small and then they just go back to the war again or maybe there's a gunshot around the area and they just find a place to hide or they go back into combat mode. That That's what it means to be startled for a person who has a post-traumatic stress disorder so i feel like i have covered all the symptoms according to dsm-5 and i did give the definition of ptsd at the beginning of this uh, of this topic of this podcast and um there are so many ways ways to treat ptsd now ptsd is not a life or death situation it's not a death sentence if you are dealing with any of these signs or symptoms you know the best thing to do really is to talk to somebody get help because what you what you do by getting help is that you you try to take some of your power back and if you do your assignment do your homeworks that your therapist give you your shrink you kind of literally start to take your life back you know and there are so many 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 ways of treatment there's therapy there are different types of therapy there's cognitive behavioral therapy dialectal therapy there is you know there's medications for it these are treatments that um can be used you know to kind of reduce or you know change your negative thoughts to positive or whatever it is that you are going through um because i always say that trauma is personalized it is not your trauma is not even if you went through the same thing with somebody else traumas are never the same so um your therapist or whoever would be best to whoever whoever you decide to talk to would really be best in knowing which one will work for you and the medications really they i think most of the medications that people with post-traumatic stress that i get is antidepressants now i have i i don't know but i really want to believe that i have done justice to post-traumatic stress disorder and i want to say again that rape whether you are heterosexual or homosexual rape is something that you can have from um, post-traumatic stress disorder over please don't let anybody tell you less and if you're listening to this you're a man please stop raping women tell your friends not to rape women you know let's try to make this world a safer place for women because they are humans too we are humans you know and um, it's the least that we can do because we coexist together so let's try to live together and if you notice anybody that has these signs or symptoms please try to get them help especially if there's somebody that is close to you somebody that you can actually talk to please please and please try to get help and i'm I, um, I'm just going to say my email address, defape at gmail.com, def and ape at gmail.com. Hit me up if you want me to talk about anything, any topic that you have on your mind concerning mental health issues that has been bothering you. Give, send me an email, I'll reply, you know, I'll, and I'll look into it. Check me out on Instagram, defape, and um, yeah, I really do hope that I, I get replies from you. Um, This is Loud Silence. I hope you enjoyed. Thank you. Bye-bye.